Hello, hope you're all wrapped up warm as I'm talking to you about the history of Antarctica. Can't we talk about something warmer? Um, the Falkland Islands. Oh, that sounds toasty. <laughs> toasty. Yeah. Alright, back to the Antarctic then. Yep. So... What do we have to tell us and the listeners about the Antarctic? Apparently we have stuff about the Antarctic to tell. The, the term Antarctic, as well you know, Gav, uh, referring to the opposite of the Arctic Circle, was coined by Marinus of Tyre, a Greek cartographer in the 2nd century. It's um, very inventive of it. I thought so. And it was thought that South America and Antarctica were connected, but this was disproved in the 15th century by the guy that disproved it. Ah, uh, that guy. Yeah. You're that guy that's always going around yeah. disproving things. I don't like that guy. No. Isn't it normally you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind me. In 1603, the Spaniard Gabriel da Castilla who claimed having sighted snow-covered mountains is arguably recognised as the first explorer that uh, discovered the continent, although he was ignored in his time. What did he come around? Hey, I saw snow-covered mountains. And then people were like, oh, did uh, did someone say something? I, <laughs> did someone hear a mouse? I couldn't hear it. Oh, I saw them! Believe me! Oh, well, I'm going to join a pirate group then. That's what he did. He became a pirate. Captain Pike's group. Yeah, it's around the same time, isn't it? Still the 17th century. Yeah. That works out well. This is the 18th century now. 1773, (laughs) Captain Cook and crew crossed the Antarctic Circle, which is the 60 degree latitude line. Captain Cook always getting into everything. Apart from cooking. Which is ironic, isn't it? Although we do talk about cooking later. Are you looking forward to that? Oh, I cannot wait. Oh, you'll like this one. 1820, uh, several expeditions claimed to have been the first to sight Antarctica, with the very first being the Russian expedition led by Fabian Gottlieb von Bellingshausen. Take that, Benedict Cumberbatch. I hope when they discovered it, they didn't call them snow-covered mountains. What do you hope they called them? Uh, Ice-covered mountains? It's just because they probably want to believe them. Oh, you think everyone's ignored that says snow-covered mountains? Yes. We should call. We should start a band and call it snow-covered mountains. And then, when it's not a hit, we can blame that. Yes. <laughs> Perfectly reasonable logic, I think. Uh, February eighteen twenty-one, an American sealer. He doesn't seal things. He uh, he hunts seals. That's uh, the animal, not the the not the, the, band. Not, not the, not the uh, singer. Uh, John Davis arguably becomes the first person. He's very much argues in this. He becomes the first person to land on the continent searching for seals, funnily enough. That being what his job is. But this is disputed. Is it a job or a hobby? It's For him, it's probably both. Which is quite good for him. It worked out quite well. His uh, career and his hobby uh, meshed mm. in that kind of way. So he, he, he killed a few seals and discovered... Antarctica. Antarctica. Apparently. Although it's disputed. Other people find bits of gold and things. And, and he finds and seals. And continents. And continents. Uh, various islands are found after this and named after the people that found them. Unfortunately, no one is called Island. So there isn't an island called Island Island. Or there is no one called Unfortunately. Unfortunately Island. Yeah. And there's nobody called No Man Is. Or Penis. <coughs> oh, that's that's an old reference, that one, Gav. <laughs> All the old references from Gav. 
1892, bit of science for you. Carl mm-hmm. Larson found fossils proving that there were there was a warmer climate in the past, and that Antarctica used to be at the equator. Interesting. That's because it was part of obviously it was part of Pangaea. This one. And it was part of the Gondwana land part, the southern part of Pangaea, before it uh, broke away. Mm. So yeah, I can do science as well. Not that hard. 1902 was Robert Scott and Ernest Shackleton's first excursion, uh, where despite mm. suffering snow blindness, co- they covered 3,000 miles. Speaking of snow blindness, yes. the typical turn-of-the-century uh, items that the Antarctic person would carry with them to cure snow blindness, they would dip cocaine into the eye. That's a fantastic remedy. How do you feel about that cure? I love it. I can't see, so I'm going to mash some cocaine into my eyes. <laughs> the matrix yes. perfect. That's what it says on the instructions. <laughs> when snow blindness occurs, mash into the eye. Of course, you can't read that if you've got snow blindness. Mm-hmm. So it's audio version as well. <laughs> Read by a cyberman. And it's in braille. <laughs> Diarrhea was cured by uh, chalk ground into opium. And as if there wasn't enough drugs, colic was cured by tincture of cannabis mixed with tincture of chilli pepper. Wait, I, I'm thinking these are expeditions are just excuses <laughs> to get high. <laughs> to get high and freezing. Um, and just in case you had any cocaine left, they also had it in the form of pills called Forced March, and when it was mixed with caffeine. Caffeine? <laughs> <laughs> So you had uh, cocaine and caffeine as a pill, um, which is obviously mm-hmm. the early 20th century version of energy drinks. I by, by, by these standards, our energy drinks are shit. <laughs> yes, definitely. Johnson Red Bull, no thanks. I'm going to mash cocaine and caffeine into my eyes instead. <laughs> but, uh, modern day explorers have antibiotics, laxatives, anesthetics and contraception. In case the fuck a polar bear? Well, because, I mean, it's not just men that go to Antarctica anymore. And it might be... In case a polar bear fucks them? Or it might be men, you know? Don't be judging people, Gal. I'm not judging. (laughs) I'm asking. And don't be judging people that want to fuck polar bears as well. I'm not judging them. If they want to fuck a polar bear, that's fine by me. What happens if it's not fine by the polar bear? Just not in my room. That's all I ask. Also... Polar bears? Alright. Oh, <laughs> God, science boy, he doesn't even know Penguins. what <laughs> continent polar bears are on. Get on me. At William S. Bruce's Scottish expedition, he had originally offered himself for the Scott expedition, but heard nothing despite having more polar experience. His was all about science. This is William S. Bruce. Oh, I like this guy. Uh, adventure, you know, boys' own adventures kind of thing was, was his second mm-hmm. thing. And you'll like him even more now. And uh, I he, want. He ate penguin curry. I want this because <laughs> they were they they uh, they ended up trapped there for a bit because their boat was frozen into one of the bays, so they had to stay there. Bay leaves. Bays. So they so they had to stay there, and uh, they they had to eat penguin. They had to. Oh, wow. They had nothing else to eat. Polar bears. They ate all the polar bears. That's why there's none left. <laughs> Five years later, uh, Edgeworth, David, Douglas Wilson, and Alistair McKay reached the South Magnetic Pole. 
But as we all know, no one knows how magnets work. Nobody. Nobody knows. Are you ready now? Are you ready for it all go? Nineteen eleven. It all kick off. Now. It all kicks off. You wait years for an expedition, and three all arrive at once. In November, uh, Japan starts with Nobu Shirazi, whose expedition, whose expedition punched penguins, and I quote, to see what would happen. <laughs> what to the penguins are to them? So you had William S. Bruce. <laughs> Were they expecting repercussions? So you had William S. Bruce, <laughs> who made a penguin curry. Or you had, or you had the Japanese who decided to punch them to see what would happen. <laughs> All these expeditions just seemed to be some kind of victimization of penguins. They were fine until the eighteenth century. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had a nice life, and then humans turned up and punched them and made curry out of them. I set their bastards, really, aren't we? Humans are cunts. Yeah, this is what I keep saying, and yet we keep making marvel. December, and the Norwegian team led by Ronald Amundsen uh, reaches the South Pole in 57 days, which is the first person to get to the South Pole. Where did he set off from? And Well, he walked from, from the edge of Antarctica. Oh, right. From Norway, presumably, actually. He, so, he wasn't, he so wasn't not he, like from 100 metres from the South Pole. He wasn't actually going to go to the South Pole. He was originally going it, to it go was just going to the shops. He was got lost. He was originally going to go to aren't they, uh, the North Pole because boy did he get lost. <laughs> and the Scott team who who were, who started in January, they I think it was they were in New Zealand and they got a telegram from from uh, the Norwegian team to say, oh by the way, we changed our mind, we're going to the South Pole, just as they were start going to go. I bet they were planning South Pole all along. And uh, Scott's team reached the South Pole, but after Amundsen, so they were quite disheartened by this. And uh, they all pretty much died on the way back. This is the this Scott they wrote. The, uh, this is the one, is it, uh, I think it's Captain Oates who left his tent and said, I'll be sometime. So he wouldn't slow everyone else down, he just went out into the snow and died. Oh, that was a very uh, noble of him, And... Uh, Scott's last entry in his diary was, for God's sake, look after our people. And now the comedy. Mm. <laughs> 1915. Ah, serious. Ah, serious. And uh, Endurance, which was Shackleton's ship, when he crossed from one end to other, probably just to see if he could. Around this time as well, someone flew flew a plane across Antarctica. It's mm. that bit rubbish, isn't it? You're not really enduring anything doing that. Yeah, that is pretty pathetic. But I know what you're thinking of. There's not enough Nazis. That's exactly what I was thinking. 19, Where are the Nazis? 1938, German expedition lands and calls an area of Antarctica Neuschwebenland and uh, plants swastika flags. Excellent. I like these guys. Unfortunately, <laughs> you like the Nazis, Pete. Unfortunately, I, I was hoping there'd be some kind of World War Two fight going on in Antarctica. I mean, there was Nazis on the moon, as we yeah. as that well-known documentary proved. Yes. <laughs> um, about ten years later, USA's Operation High Jump had over four and a half thousand men involved. Uh, is this a, their Olympics plan? This is not their Olympics plan. Oh, exactly. Their Olympics plan was called Operation Ice Freeze, uh, and a base was set up for mapping and uh, photos. Mm. 
Operation High Jump was, alas, not followed by Operation Egg and Spoon Race. Ah, uh, serious? <laughs> Why so ah, uh, serious? Eventually, in 1959, 12 leading nations involved in Antarctica signed a treaty uh, where the continents shall continue forever to be used exclusively for peaceful purposes. And the treaty guarantees access and scientific research in all territories south of the 60 degree latitude. In all, there's been over 300 expeditions, and only it's the only part of the planet that's reserved for science, except tables for science parties and restaurants, obviously. Science parties in restaurants? Yeah. Have you not been to these science parties and restaurants? No. Has no one invited you? No. Well, why am I not invited to the science parties? I want to go to a restaurant science party now. You've made me sad. Well, it's okay, Gav. Take some forced march and you'll feel fine. Mash some cocaine into your eye and you'll be right as rain. I'll just go next door then. Why do they have cocaine next door? Probably do. <laughs> Look, it's a bit cold out here. I need to mash some cocaine into my eyes. I'll be good, it? I really hope it says on the instructions. Mash some into your eye. Mm. What? Soupy twist. Yeah. Soupy twist. Soupy twist.